baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN, the 977 Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, the Thursday edition of La Edge. We're brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US 165 North in Monroe. Simply the best pet care, folks, you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go by and see him, 318-345-4545. Welcome in. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. I'll go ahead and throw this out because I know we're going to get some text on this one. 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line. John Tabor, as always, running the Death Star. Jamie Foxx, as usual, sitting uh, comfortably in his uh, you know. Uh, let me ask you a question first, Jamie. Okay. Now, this is twice this week, and I'm not going to call it out, but mm-hmm. you have sported the same school's motif, the same shirt mm-hmm. uh, from a certain school to be, uh, we're not going to name that school out there. Uh, what's, are you have a contract with these people that I'm not aware of or what? No, you have to understand in, in, in my present condition, I have to find clothes. I, I'm a, on a good day, I'm maybe five, five and a half, uh, and, and nothing really fits me. Uh, I mean, I can seven dwarf. Uh, it's not easy to find clothes. This just happens to fit, and, of course, I want it to cover certain parts of my uh, <coughs> dead sexy anatomy, and that's what this does. Um, so what I'm trying to do, Terry, is just find clothes that fit. Um, and next week presents a challenge. I notice you're, uh, you're also sporting uh, – some, some different colors today of uh, one uh, St. Frederick Warriors. And uh, those of you who have been asleep or under a rock, uh, this is the time of year that Terry heads for the uh, the Big Island of Hawaii um, every week. Uh, I don't know. What we, he, under the guise of a missionary trip, I call it recruiting. Um, but he is also – it's actually a, a good deal Terry does, but uh, I'm not going to give him any compliments. That would be going against the grain. Indeed. But, but he is uh, – so I'm, I'm, the question I have today, Terry, is with you out, uh, I believe uh, the distinguished Mark Kramer and I are going to be handling in your stead, mainly Mark. Who's controversial and who's charismatic? Uh, That's what you guys have we, to figure out. We, I'll take the heat on that one. I'm just wondering if now that I've been doing this for a while. Yes, right? you have. Not, not very well, but we've been attempting to do it. At this point, does – I mean, look, do I get my name in the in the headline? I mean, do I get – it's like – it's – with Terry Wal, how about Terry Waltrip and you can talk you to can boy Rick me, Diamond. You can call me Puff Daddy. You can call me. I don't call you Puff Daddy. You can call you me, notice that. You can call me Louise Mandrell. I don't care. Just you know, at some point in time, this has got to be. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hankering for more money. I'm not uh, uh, disparaging what's going on. I'm just thinking, hey, you know, I'm. Uh, maybe it's time to give you your props. Yeah, give me my props, yeah. dude. Uh, it's look. It's either this. I'm taking my talents to the big baller brand. I mean, you know, I'm, oh. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I am. Do, honest, this is no joke. It was on Jimmy Kimmel, which that might be a joke in itself. LeVar Ball, they, and you're going you're gonna to laugh, and this is, it was on television. I've got the video. I, I went and checked it just to make sure. 
LeVar Ball, you know, they have the big baller brand shoes, the $450 shoes. That's uncomfortable to say, but obviously a a, a brand that is emerging. What's more uncomfortable is they have come up with a sports energy drink. Oh, dear God. What is it? Antifreeze? It's called Ball Juice. LeVar Ball. Okay. Was Does it, it come in like even, tropical flavors and stuff like I, this? I, I, don't, I don't know. Even okay. Jimmy Kimmel had that, oh, look. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, LeVar Ball. By the way, he, he's doubled down. He can now beat Michael Jordan. And his son said, hey, I can beat Michael Jordan, too. Well, yeah, you're going to be probably the number two pick in the world. Hopefully you can beat a 54-year-old bloated guy. Yeah. It, you know, I'm it, still taking It doesn't. There's not a, you know, a, a, that it could be that uh, – Lonzo doesn't end up in L.A. He's he. I think he's doing today is his second workout. They've also worked out the kid from Kansas twice, uh, Jones, I believe, or uh, Josh Josh Johnson, I believe. Excuse me. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, there's no guarantee that that's going to be a two or three sort of thing unless somebody moves up. Magic the 76ers, Johnson, yeah, yeah. Trade They're the pick. Trade the pick. Don't you don't you go ripping on the big baller brand there that, that now offers ball juice. Uh, listen, hey, this is a whole new marketing. I mean, I guess that'll have to be – will that be sold at the Lakers game if they do indeed take him? I mean, this looks like a marketing opportunity that I wish you and I had thought up. Uh, but no, like, I'll sell a lot. I, mean, I but, won't go I mean, there. you go like mango, uh, coconut. Uh, I mean, you, you could, there's, there's a lot of different ways you could go with this. Well, i tell you but, who could get this, and okay. I want to go on this one as well. Um, Al Bundy. No, not the Al Bundy for Married with Children, although it could be. Uh, Ed O'Neill? Yes. No, not Ed O'Neill. It's a guy named Al Bundy, actually. Okay. Uh, they had a T-ball game the other night. It was a championship game up somewhere in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And a uh, guy comes to the plate on one of the teams, points to the fence, Jamie Foxx. I like it. Calls his shot. You know, the fence is like 130 feet. It's, it's relatively short. And sends a gigantuan shot into the night. It actually flies over the cars in the parking lot, two fields over. Well, he must have been on ball juice. I absolutely just rips one. Uh, well, come to find out, you know, the T-ball is six-year-old kids. Well, this was a 35-year-old man that mm-hmm. was self-identifying as a six-year-old. Now, if you go into his stats for the year, uh, the guy batted, uh, this six-year-old self-identifying guy <laughs> batted 1,000. Okay. He uh, had 52 home runs. Out of 53 at-bats. He was the most valuable player at first base, second base, shortstop, and third. No ball ever got out of the infield on him. When he rounded the fence, when he rounded third base to come on for the for the winning run, his teammates, after he touched the play, his six-year-old teammates tried to hoist him up on their shoulders. But that didn't work at well. 230 pounds, he just, they couldn't get him up there. Interviewed after the game, he goes, I did this for the love of the game, and I could not have been here without my teammates. But – Self-identifying as a six-year-old, 35-year-old dude crushes it, said he's looking forward to moving up to Little League next year. You, you can't be serious. This actually <laughs> – excuse me, we need a we need a pregnant pause there, uh, John. Um, this <laughs> – okay, this self-identifying stuff is really – How far out of the realm are we? Yeah, well, this is true. We got, uh, a, we got a 15-year-old boy with a mustache winning girls <laughs> – uh, track high school championships and then talking smack about it. Connecticut, yeah. I, 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 mean, I mean, I have to admit, I'm envious of that guy. I he, expected to win. What? No kidding. He was ripped. Uh, or it was, it was ripped. Um, but I'm saying this is, this is getting to the point where it's, it's getting real confusing. And um, 
I'm confused. You're confused. Uh, these people that are saying that they they want to be six years old are confused. Where how do we where would the line be drawn? I mean, there has to be. I would say that would be a competitive advantage. Would you not say so? Uh, if you're 35 years old playing against six year olds. Uh, my boy who has a, a little bit of a legal background just texted this to me. Uh-huh. He goes, does, uh, does that mean that the guy can drink beer and drive home after the game? And if he gets pulled over by the police, tell him, hey, I'm six years old. You can't take me to jail. Myself, that You know what? You've just hit on something there. That's How my boy Price. Been, he look, comes up with this. I know my license says that, but I self-identify as being six years. I really shouldn't be driving. Uh, I'm, I'm really you – know, Take is, me home. What is it legal here? Is it 18, 21? I can't – 21. 21. Okay. Uh, this is it. You found it. Um, I remember – this harkens back to a story I heard in uh, in Birmingham. A friend of mine uh, told me this about a friend that they had gone to a uh, – how should I say – an alternate lifestyle sort of uh, event. Uh, one of them was dressed uh, as a woman. Uh, not necessarily, I guess that would be called self-identifying. Uh, the other guy was uh, maybe in a tux or something. They're driving and they get pulled over by the police. And I remember the line they gave, and the police were, were poker-faced on this. I think they knew, but it was one of those It was one of those shady deals. The guy obviously applied makeup very well. Um, what I'm saying is he was a drag queen. So... What happened was this guy, uh, th- they take him back for a minute, and the, the guys have a chance to uh, get their game plan together. Uh, and he said, I, and I remember this expression, he said, listen, you better swish like you've never swished before. And it was like, okay, the police gave him a warning, uh, get out a free card, and you will, uh, ma'am, be safe driving home. I never want to see this. And, boy, I tell you what, uh all sorts of things. You have to be inventive nowadays to get out of a ticket. And uh, that that's one way it happens. So, anyway, this is just all, again, uh, doesn't cost you a thing, uh, except maybe you probably want to turn off the radio at this point. But this is how people – Or we give people ideas. We are. Yeah, we're, we're self-identifying. Um, Jamie, I had a – I've a, self-identified as a Dallas Cowboy linebacker all my, my adult years before I was a Saints fan. And you see how that worked out. Um I'm familiar with this situation. Talk about age, and this actually happened, and I, and I know the people involved with it. Uh, there was a a seven eight year old basketball team that were that was really really good. Like they were undefeated for the season. Mm-hmm. They played all the way through, and they had one kid on the team. That, he wasn't that much bigger than the other players, but he was much more physical and just like he, you know he was more you know and and, and young kids. Let, let me give you a hint: if you're drafted for baseball or basketball. And they're like, uh, you know, under ten years old. Draft the kids that have hair under their arms because their maturity level is a is a lot higher than the other kids. They've got something pulsating through their bodies yeah, that the other kids don't have. Just just a yes. tip there for you. Anyway, uh, this kid was like by far the best player in the league, and so they go all the way through and they get ready for a championship game. So a coach comes up and tells the other guy, uh, one of the people running the the center, like, "Hey, man, this you know this kid's like way too old, huh? Well, who am I kidding? This happened. It was me." And so I'll go ahead and tell you that. So, like, Coach, you know this kid's too old, right? I'm like, you know, he's a good player. but he... So I went back and checked the birth certificate. And, you know, you check, you have birth certificates. It's not mm-hmm. like you you take a fine-tooth comb or run it through Interpol or anything like that. You just cursory look at the birth certificates and, and kind of go from there with it. Well, it took me literally about 10 seconds of looking at a birth certificate, and I've seen enough fraudulent birth certificates in my day and, and 
Imagine uh, that. Yeah, I mean, you just look at it. I mean, it was a bad – the, the problem was it was a bad fraudulent birth certificate. And so uh, I called the, the individual that was the, the coach who actually was uh, related to the guy, to the kid. And the guy goes, well, uh, you know, he, like, he's cold busted, right? And so, well, man, I, you know, I'm going to have to – I need another birth certificate, a registered copy, or I'm going to suspend your team from the playoffs. You're out. And uh, that was like – you like the commissioner. Yeah, that was point. like four or five years ago. And he goes, I'm going to get that to you by the end of the day. Well, we're going on five years. I haven't gotten it yet. But the issue that I had is a ton of people knew the kid was too old and they were letting him play anyway. Hmm. And so what? How, how just extreme is that? You can go into a league where you're by far the best player. It's fraudulent winning. You know, we've all seen it, in, and I've seen it in youth basketball forever in AAU and all that stuff. They'll play some money under a fraudulent name. They'll take a 16-year-old, put him down with the 13-year-olds. And, he, you know, as a 16-year-old, yeah, he's all right. As a 13-year-old, dude's pretty good. Yeah. And what message are you sending to everybody? And parents are cool with it. Uh, the coaches are cool with it because it's all about winning, baby. It's all about the ring. I see this on Facebook. You see these all the time now. There was somebody that put up uh, about two weeks ago, and actually I knew the person that did it, and I threw up in my mouth a little bit. My son has attained a lifelong dream. He's won a championship. And they had a picture of, like, this little seven-year-old with a ring on his finger, like, as big as a, uh, a Buick. And, like, you know, when I was seven, my, my lifelong dream was, like, to make it to third grade. He's achieved his lifelong dream of winning a championship. Gee, it's all downhill from now, isn't it, Junior? Yeah. I mean, but you know, at what point, you can schedule yourself and you can come up with these teams and do all this crazy stuff. You know, I was I was telling uh, the, the some uh, football buddies the other day we were talking. Uh, we were in Texas. My youngest son was playing, and so it was a uh, a youth football league. We're going to take a break. You're going to like this story, Jamie. I'm going to show you the the excess of youth sports when it's gone crazy. And some of you people will identify. Some of you people are not going to find it funny. You know why? Because it's you. You listen to ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Angering the Masses. This segment brought to you by somebody that doesn't anger the masses. Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Ate there yesterday, Jamie. Got the veggie pizza. Oh, my God. I've had one of those before. Yeah, pretty good stuff. At any rate, go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Jamie, I'll be back in a minute. Johnny's Pizza House is counting calories this summer with our all-new Less Calories, Less Carbs, and Totally Crustless 8-Inch Pizza Bowl. That's right, a healthier option to that delicious Johnny's Pizza you can't live without. For a limited time, get an 8-Inch Pizza Bowl from our specialty menu and a large 14-Inch Specialty Pizza of your choice, both for just $19.99. Watch your weight and still enjoy the same great taste all summer long with the all-new Johnny's Pizza Bowl, only at Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. To win in sports... 
you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Eric McCullough, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 318-254-0032 or stop by my office at 734 Celebrity Drive today. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. New car sales have been really good at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. And of course, that means they're now loaded with trade-ins. A good inventory of clean, late-model, pre-owned cars and trucks. They've got one to fit your budget with many priced under $10,000 and most qualify for their convenient buy-here-pay-here plan. Look at the entire inventory online at jmallardford.com to find the one you like best. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, soon to be top billing Jamie Foxx. Yeah, because I'm uh, self-identifying. You know, and if I tie my hair, I could probably get away with that a lot better than a guy 230. You're so. self-identifying as Kareem. <laughs> John, John Tabor, great thing, though, on the, the short people song as we hit the break. I, I love that. I uh, can relate to that, yeah. yes. Uh, good stuff. I had a friend of mine that just chimed in on the uh, – and this this is uh, one of the best AAU guys in the country, actually. Uh, legitimate coach. He's, he's been college and high school. Talking about um, the self-identification – because I'm 59 years old and looking forward to going to the prom next year, although I haven't decided what school I will be attending nor what gender I'm going to be, but I just know the prom is right for me as I'm self-identifying as a teenager. Dear God. Oh, uh, it's something else. Okay, so let me tell you this story. And so my youngest son is in kindergarten. And Texas, the, the best way I can describe Texas youth football, it's similar to here in some ways. There's a lot of differences. And Sean picks on me as claiming Texas heritage, which actually um, I'm, I, I can't claim that, but I was adopted into it, and I'll take that all day. At any rate, Texas football, youth football, is a very, very big deal. I mean, check out Friday Night Tyke, stuff sure. like It's documentaries. It, it really is. These organizations are six figures. I mean, wow. they, I mean you have – you know, tens of thousands of kids playing. It, it, seriously, it, it's an unbelievable deal. Uh, at any rate, we had um, the three we – we won the Super Bowl that year, the tech, which was everything from Waco North. Not because we had coaches that knew what they were doing. They were actually semi-morons. We had not one, not two, but the three best players in North Texas on the team. These are kindergartners, right? Give it to one of them, they're going to score. The only way you mess this up is to not give it to one of these cats. We had one kid, Jamie, that was, you, you have to have a certain weight. I think you couldn't, like, weigh over 65 pounds. So I, well, I forget what it But anyway, he was, like, uh, a couple pounds over that weight, and he was clearly the kid that was more athletic than everybody Wouldn't else. put him in a sauna before the game or no, something? No, no, no. Here's like what they did. They, they came to find out that he could not run the ball on offense. But what they did figure out this. They could put him in there on defense, and if he took the ball away from the offensive player, he could run. So all this kid did, and he was bigger and stronger than everybody else, he would strip the ball. I mean, he probably got six or seven touchdowns that year because he would just strip the ball from people and go the other way. So it was like our, our T-ball guy. So anyway, back to the story. So we had kindergarten. Uh, it was kindergarten kids. To tell you how big this stuff was, they practiced three days a week, 
two hours a day, solid. They had a pep rally after the practice on Friday. Because we had cheerleaders and the whole deal, right? These are kindergartners. These are kindergartners. In the middle, and I think our league was like, I think we played like nine regular season games, and it was like another six into the playoffs. And for the, we finished like mid December, and like every week we're play, please God, let us lose. Please let us lose. Because the kids were tired. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so we're playing a homecoming game middle way the through. I mean, who comes back? The first graders? Yeah. In Texas, for like homecoming for the girls, Corsage is like as big as the Buick, or it's just a tradition there, right? I didn't get that here. You guys probably don't get that. But Texas, it's like it's a thing. Big. So all these little cheerleader girls were being escorted by the football players through a little arc and the whole day. And they had these corsages on that were literally bigger than they were. <laughs> and people were selling letter jackets. And there was a line to buy letter jackets. People were selling championship rings which was, to me was a little presumptuous. I mean, just because we had the three best players in North Texas somehow. Yeah, I will say this. I told you the coaches weren't very good. They were smart enough to rig the draft. I'll give them that. <laughs> you ever notice how people that run the draft tend to win? Here. Yeah. 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 You ever notice that? The best players tend to be the, if, the best if, team. Yeah, if you run the league, you tend to have the best team. I don't know. Strange correlation. At any rate, uh, it's yeah. It's from getting your corsage. Though. Yeah, but at any rate, championship rings – uh, letter jackets. I mean, these kids are six years old. Yes, thank you. That is, that takes over the top to a whole new level. I mean, I thought, dear, fine. Okay, so the, the it, I mean, it's it's full. Well, first of all, there's a lot of money, obviously. Oh yes, tons of money to to, to be able to pull this off. But even if you could. I mean, at, at this point, would you really take it to that level? Yes, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely, and they, do, they do. And it's continuing, I guess. I guess it continues to this day. Oh, Jamie, but this you're is... telling me the kids were really, by, by December, they were burned out. They were These like, kids, they were half of them didn't know if they won or not. I mean, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I go say, out weren't they chasing butterflies? I was, yeah, coach, no I was chasing butterflies at Bendel Stadium. At, at that after point. a certain point, you know, yeah. you're just like, you know, you got to do this. You got to be. They're six years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're potty trained by like a year. And so it's ridiculous how burned out. And, you know, again, kids at age 13, 75% of kids quit playing sports by age 13. Well, I can see why. You know, it's just, well, no, across the country, that's a national average. That's But but Texas football, I mean, it's, you know, you learn more from team sports. Of course, obviously, I'm a coach. I, I, you know, I'm huge into team sports and what it teaches and uh, the values and, and things that you carry on in your life about. But there's also the other side to it where you can burn them out. Uh, and I've told people this. I told my buddies around here and, and even in Mississippi, girls' volleyball is a huge, huge sport in the rest of the country. It is. It, uh, for example, in Texas, in, California. A, lot, in a lot of the Midwest, yeah. it dwarfs softball and basketball in participation numbers. Well, it's an inside sport. Well, and the other yeah. reason is their dads can't coach it. Hmm. Dads have no clue about volleyball. So that's what so many of those girls, they've done studies on this. That's why those girls play it because daddy has no idea about it. They go play for the just the camaraderie, the fun, you know, the competition. I mean, you got some hard cases in every sport. But it's just, you know, sports has to be fun at the end of the day. You have to enjoy yourself. It, it has to be something that, you know, we all have 24 hours, yeah? Uh, everybody's got 24 hours in your day. What is it that makes me better? You know, you're teaching work ethic. 
you know, all these kids out right now uh, in football or, or whatever sport, are they hitting the weight room? Are they doing conditioning in June? Hey, look, it stinks to get up in June and do that. Nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to sleep in. But the kids that really want to get better and push themselves, when did it become a crime, Jamie, for us to push ourselves? Uh, I guess when we when we became a, a, a country of entitlements to a great extent. Um that's when I think we, we kept thinking, you know, you have the right to this. Not that you uh, – it's not a privilege, it's a right. Everything is a right now. I have well, a right to play this sport? If, I have a right to make a 4.0? Really? If, if life was fair, I would be 6'5", 230, and would have had a 10-year career with the Dallas Cowboys. But it's not. And I think some of the times that uh, people talk about this is it, – it, it, you know, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think we're – obviously, we think sports is fantastic. We're – obviously, it's – as you said, work ethic, the things that you do, uh, teamwork, those are all big big contributors to, you know, the maturation of a, of a young man or young woman. But, again, you're talking about when is enough enough. You know, you got travel ball now with the softball thing, and now that becomes, uh, you know, all summer long. And uh, the expense, you know, involved with all that Jimmy, as well. Jimmy, it's year-round year It is year-round. Yeah, and, and the kids now playing – these seven-on-seven things, which is, you know, satellite camps. I mean, AAU football. Listen, I'm all about getting in shape. You're right. I mean, I'm, I want my kid up at 7 in the morning hitting the weights and stuff like that too. But, again, uh, when it gets to the point where it's six years old, I think there there has to be – what is it normally, I think, if you if we had Al Miller on the show, the great weightlifting guy, Barry Rubin, we've had some strength and conditioning coaches come through this area. They know a lot about it. Uh what age would they – usually it's about 12 years old before they really want people to start lifting hard, I think right? they do a lot of body Maybe weight. Maybe 13. You, yeah. know, I, you know, we can so reach out there's to – There's a reason for to, that, to, though. To Daniel Bristow, Billy Bell, Scott Lee, Casey Sand, yeah, any, Bobby any of those guys, you know, know about that. My guess is is they start you with body weight exercises. Mm-hmm. The technique is more important than the bulk of the lifts. And it's just – it's your, your – traditionally you're conditioning your body – uh, it's muscle memory. It's a, it's a work ethic, things of that nature, to get you prepared to participate in a game. Because the better shape you're in, the bigger, the stronger that you are, the less likely you're going to be injured. I mean, that's just common sense. And so uh, I think a lot of people want to shortcut things these days. Uh, a lot of parents that you talk to, uh, we did this collegiately. Uh, you'd see it in high school all the time. You hear coaches talk about it. There's really no shortcut to working. I mean, it's, it, you either get it done or you don't. Uh, it's it's like cramming for a history test at the end. I mean, can you cram and make a decent grade? Some people can. Some people can't. And so it's taking somebody from point A to point B, and there's a there's a process that you go through. That's why they don't start you in advanced math in the first grade. Mm-hmm. There's a process that you have to go through, and if you skip any of those processes, it's not that you can't overcome it, but it becomes more difficult. And, and that's the idea and we get into sports because it teaches so many things. And, you know, nowadays with – and I think it's just transient. with Even with coaches. I mean, coaches take different jobs all the time. Uh, parents take – you know, it used to be, Jamie, when, when our parents grew up, it was you go to – you know, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a good job, you work for that company for 50 years, you get a gold watch, you get a good retirement, they pay your health insurance, uh, you hang out with your grandkids, and you die. And, you know, then you pass on what you've accumulated. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. You're going to have multiple jobs. Technology has changed. We went from a, a service-oriented society to a technology society, to an information society. 
and there is a lot of changes, and I think you see that even with with kids, with uh, with families. I mean the the nuclear family per se. I mean, really and truly, how many times does everybody sit down with each other at one time and have dinner anymore? That yeah. used to be a common thing. You don't see that nearly as much. Yeah, and I tell you what, uh, but also people are catching up on this now. Have you noticed? Uh, there is about texting. There's now a commercial with a bunch of guys sitting around, uh, the guy with Dodgers. I don't know whether this is a, a post-game locker room, and they're saying, hey, text or food. What's it going to be, guy? Are you going to talk with us? You going to? Are you going to be on the text? The guy goes, you're right. Uh, what do you know? Uh, it's about family sitting down together. That's one thing I really admire about my mom, uh, many things that I do, but she always made an effort when my dad was home because he was usually gone Tuesday through Thursdays. But when he was home, she made an effort, even when we got home at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, to make sure we had a meal together. Those are some of the best memories I have of my dad because he was funny as all get out. And we would talk about, you know, our day and how things went. And now all of a sudden, even with technology, you know, of course I'm going to be accused of being – no, folks, it made a difference. It made – it's the memories I have of my dad. It's the mem- some of you have of your, your parents. Um, it's not a bad deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big techie person at all. It, it, and But when I see people sitting there, I mean, I was over at my son's house, you know, and, and Tina, and, and, and I love my kids, but, you know, they were talking about uh, all of them were sitting around playing with some, some kind of thing that didn't talk back to them. And I said, look at this. And they said, what? They said, I said, y'all are not talking to each other. Then they looked at me and said, you know, you're right. But they went right back to it. That's how it's gotten a hold on our society, and now they've actually come, gone to the effort of making a making a commercial about if you're sitting at the table eating, put your darn phone down and and discuss and get, be a part of a conversation. This is how this is maybe why we are right now because we're not communicating with each other anymore. We're all doing it via text or or, or iPad or something like that. And I'm not saying those things aren't necessarily good. But we've lost some civility as a result. Yeah, different mindset. We come back, we're going to get into uh, a little uh, more social issues and how it bleeds over into sports. There is a uh, an athlete that refused to wear a certain uniform and is being ostracized as such, uh, right or wrong. Your thoughts, your text on this, we return. Jamie and I, ESPN 97.7, the segment sponsored by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, don't delay, call Bobby today. Louisiana summer is upon us. And nothing says summer like a Kawasaki jet ski watercraft from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. The waterways are waiting, but the savings won't. Right now, save $1,400 on remaining 2016 Kawasaki jet ski watercraft and save up to $1,000 on 2017 models. Summer fun starts with McKinney's, your outdoor superstore in Ruston. 2016 MSRP is $15,299 plus PDR and $375 destination charge. Kawasaki! Hi, Kevin from High Tech. 
The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. High school and middle school students can improve their volleyball skills this July at La Tech Volleyball Camps. You'll train with Lady Texter volleyball players and coaches at the Lambright Center. For info and to register, go to latechvbcamps.com. That's latechvbcamps.com. Brennan Dodge is pleased to announce our Drive and Discover sales event going on now. This is Steve Brennan inviting you to take a test drive in our new models and see the difference especially in the all-new 17 Jeep Compass and Advanced Pacifica. Get 4000 off 16 Wranglers, 17 Grand Cherokee Limiteds at 3750 in rebates, get a 17 Renegade for 19.9, and 17 Cherokees have 4500 in rebates. Take a test drive during the Drive and Discover sales event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Step into First Guarantee Bank and step up to Fanatical Banking. You'll feel like an all-star, whether you're tending to everyday banking, moving into that first mortgage, or looking for great CD rates. Whatever your financial needs, we're always ready to help. Welcome to First Guarantee Bank. Welcome to Fanatical Banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun. Especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back in ESPN 97.7. A couple texts here. I'll read this with Steve. We're talking about uh, Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, uh, and their latest entrepreneurial invention. Uh, the sports drink uh, from the big baller brand known as Ball Juice. Uh, Steve suggests that maybe Lonzo has been drinking too much of that drink, and that's why he was out of shape. Could be. Uh, could yes, be. He's yeah. going back to the Lakers again for a, a second I workout. I think today or Friday, yeah. Yeah, he, he, better, he better do. He's got to close the deal. Yeah, he's got to close the deal. Okay, so here we go. There was a, uh, a soccer player mm-hmm. who – let me put it like this. Not Lionel Messi. No, no, no. This, this was actually a, a female a soccer player that was playing. As far as we know, it was a female soccer player. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was on the U.S. Uh, soccer team. Okay. Uh, one of the US, oh, okay. uh, USA soccer teams. Legit. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, she withdrew herself mm-hmm. from contention simply because uh, she was of the Islamic faith and they would not let her wear the headscarf. To play soccer? To play soccer. Now, before you say anything, okay. a lot of people are saying that that's, uh, you know, uh, Islamophobia or, or it's a violation of her First Amendment rights, which I tend to agree, although that didn't happen. I just completely made that up. And so everybody offended right now, getting ready to text you, oh, it's not right. Now you're going to hear the rest of now the story. Now let me tell you the real story. The uh, U.S. women's national soccer team has a lady on there that is a Christian mm-hmm. and professes that which is, again, her First Amendment right, the U.S. soccer team is going to be wearing rainbow-colored gay pride jerseys in their upcoming game. Okay. This lady requested, uh, I I don't feel comfortable wearing that because it's just for personal reasons. 
And they went crazy on her, calling her every name in the book. And she goes, look, um, and this, this is the same girl that also converted uh, a gay pride logo into uh, a cross logo on Instagram. Okay. And so it's like Michael Jordan when he won the, the 92 Olympics, and it was a Reebok sponsored, and he held the American flag over the top of the Reebok logo. It's to not violate his Nike stuff. It's ingenious. But anyway, this girl is being just hammered for her inability to recognize the inclusiveness of this sport and to follow in lockstep with the social engineering of said United States women's national team. Um, And then she went further. She explained the true biblical meaning of the rainbow symbol. The rainbow was a covenant made between God and his creation and that never again the world be flooded when he destroyed the world during Noah's time. It's a constant reminder no matter how corrupt the world becomes, he will never leave us or forsake us. She puts that on her Instagram. And uh, she goes, love won over 2,000 years ago. And again, these are her words, not mine. I happen to agree with them, but that's not even the point. Ostracized, vilified by so many in the soccer community for being a hater and anti LGBT for refusing to wear said uniform. Now, the same emotion you have on that. Did you have the same emotion when I told you that the young lady of Islamic faith, uh, they would not let her wear the hijab? Did you have the same emotion? Because if you didn't, you better start figuring out why. Uh, at this point, where does that stand? Is she still banned from wearing the hijab? Is that No, I made that up. See, now we're... Again, we're so confused, I can't even keep... I made that part of it up because it's a First Amendment right. Why do I have to wear something that, you know, it it would be like, uh, you know, if I'm in Alabama and I say, you know what, I'm the governor of Alabama, I'm an Auburn fan, therefore all state employees on Friday have to wear an Auburn t-shirt. And I'm in charge of it. And if you don't wear the Auburn t-shirt, we're going to fire you, we're going to ostracize you. Well, you've got a million rednecks in Alabama that are going to lose their mind over that. And I'm just using that for an example because that's the one that popped up. It's, that's very true. I live there. I can but, but you know, Yeah, I did too. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's the issue that you're dealing with. So, mm-hmm. And then we go further. We're getting ready for the next NFL draft, and, you know, they're moving it to different cities. Every year. Every year. So Dallas and Jerry Jones have made a big push to try to host the 2018 NFL draft. They have a bathroom bill similar to the one in North Carolina. You know, if you got little boy plumbing, you go to the little boy's room. If you got little girl plumbing, you go to the little girl's room. Highly controversial, right? That may keep the NFL draft out of the Lone Star State. Try to imagine how little Jerry Jones cares, really. Now, he does care. He, may he care, absolutely cares. But if you're a Texas taxpayer, okay, and – I mean, so what? I mean, am I really am I doing cartwheels over us getting the NBA All Star Game? I didn't go, and I'm not anti, but uh, because it didn't stay in Carolina, no, I'm not making a political statement. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, I want to know: Are you paying taxes? Are you obeying the laws? Are you a good citizen? Are you helping your fellow man? That's what I want to know. Are you paying? You're not robbing, stealing, or murdering somebody. Fine, I'll get I'll, I'll get on the bandwagon with you. Other than that, don't don't shove this down my throat. 
And I think everybody feels that way. I mean, not listen, everyone. It's like I said yesterday. You know, if somebody said to me, you know, having sex with a goat is perverse, although those sex you use may change things. That's not true, of course. But you have to – I mean, where does the line – where the line blur sometimes? But in this case, as long as you're not – I mean, is it okay to yell fire in a crowded theater? I mean, really. I mean, it gets to the point where – why is I, – I don't understand these people that just go, we saw yesterday an, a, a, a crazed individual who gave, who had all the signs, and I'm not, not going to get political here, but he hated something to the point where he ended up taking trying to take people out. Okay. Did you see that at any Tea Party rally? Did you see that at any situation where people uh, – you disagree with – I have yet – you know, and I, I pulled for President Obama, but I wasn't a big, you know, I didn't agree with his policies, but I thought he was a good family man. I think he was a good father. I think he, you know, in his eyes, he was. I did didn't agree with him, but the man also had two daughters he was trying to raise, and he did those sort of things to the best of his ability in a very busy job. So I admire that, but there's no, there's no give and take anymore. And it's so visceral and so hateful. I mean, I saw the, the speech that Ryan and Pelosi made. And why do we bring this up? Because it, it because the the reason they were practicing was a bipartisan way to raise money for disadvantaged children in the DC area. And this idiot tries to take people out just simply because he disagrees with them. Um, I, you know what you do? Just separate yourself from it. In my case, y'all know that I, if I'm an actor that I don't agree, I don't go see their movies. That's just my little way. They don't care. It doesn't make a big dent in their pocketbook. That's just my way. It's it's just better to stay away from those kind of situations. Do you agree or disagree? No, I, 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 I mean, I you go. Yeah, but, I, I mean, mean I, you know, I'm not as hung up on the political aspect of it. I think we've we've reached. It's almost like politics have become uh, almost like college football. Well, I don't it's wanna, not enough to support your team. I've got to hate the other team no, so bad. I don't hate. I just, I just disagree. So I'm just not going to. Yeah, I, I don't want to fight with them over it. I don't want to get a verb. I don't go on Facebook like some of these people have. If I went on and and I don't, you know, if you see my Facebook page, uh, which I very seldom visit. Yeah, I know. I send you stuff and you never reply. I never reply uh, because you know it's what I ate at some restaurant is really not a big deal to anybody. If if I, you know, somebody. If I can promote a restaurant, I'll do that. But, uh, again, it's really, I mean, to me, we all, as I said this yesterday, I mean, I think maybe we all need to be in the closet a little bit more about stuff like this. We need, private things need to stay private. And now all of a sudden we've got a whole political argument over something like this. And that's just, let bygones be bygones. I mean, do you? Please feel free, Cherry, to chime in because I know you you've dealt with this at the collegiate level, you've dealt with this with administrators, and you've dealt with this at, at all sorts of, of the ramifications that come of it. Because you disagree with someone does not mean you hate them. I disagree with people more. This I got more friends that I probably politically disagree with than I have people that I do agree with. If, if we all thought the same thing, it would be uh, it would be boring. So, and that's why, like on this show, Jamie, and, and in all seriousness, we make light of a lot of things. 
uh, including the last two days you made goat references, which I'm sort of uncomfortable with. But uh, you know, that's no, that's, that was my sarcasm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know what it was. Yeah. Okay. You're the only person more sarcastic than me, and I think Sean is in that lineage as well. Uh, I think that just the vitriolic nature of the combative, it's almost like and one. Everywhere we go, if you disagree with me, then you must be this or this, that, or, or, or what have you. It would be like, you know, what what kind of ice cream do you like, strawberry or chocolate? Well, I like chocolate. Oh, my God, I'm a strawberry fan. You're an idiot. And, you know, you go from there. You see that in sports. We, we, we've done this now. That It's not, you know, from the, from the moron poisoning the trees in Alabama, a former state trooper nonetheless, to people just doing crazy stuff. Uh, there was what was it down in soccer in Mexico last year? A dude tried to blow up a, a bus of supporters from another team. I mean, not that I'm going to root against you. I'm going to try to blow your bus up because you're supporters of, of Team A and I like Team B. And I think people sort of went over the edge of this. And again, I'll, I'll hearken this back as we get ready to take this break. You know, the uh, the Christian soccer player that was not comfortable wearing mm-hmm. uh, the rainbow uh, jersey that the significant. Uh, signifying a gay pride month I, you know she didn't say anything negative about it because it's just not in keeping with my beliefs i applaud her or anyone for standing on their beliefs and their principles i mean we don't see that as much anymore uh, we talk about dallas they may or may not get the 2018 draft because of the bill uh, again yesterday we talked about the st louis cardinals they have had christian night for 30 years and now they're being eviscerated for lance Bertman inviting a christian to christian night I Unbelievable! Mean, it's, yeah. it's just to that point. So double standards. Yeah, we come back. I'm going to stay in in this vein. You sure uh, are being negative. Today. No, I'm just I'm, <laughs> just I'm being kidding. I'm, I'm being proactive. Yeah. There is a girl being talked about is the NFL's first football player. You're going to like this when we come back. There we go. You listen to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, solving the issues of the world. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Three hundred Starlington Road, which is 165 North. You can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7. North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. 
a backyard to play in, a front porch to call ours, a home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN, the 977 Terry Waldrop. Je- Wait, Jamie Foxx and Terry Waldrop here on a Thursday. <laughs> I like that. You, yeah. do, you do, you like that. that um, and, and then next week it's going to be Terry who? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in Hawaii and we'll. I'm, I'm going to call in and harass you guys because I'll be up. Uh, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'll probably. be up at four in the morning uh, oh. for a while. Just trying to get the body clock. Uh, you know, as you get older, that body clock reset is a little bit tougher. <laughs> then I'll be a zombie when I come back. But hey, you got to go to Hawaii. Somebody's got to do it, Jamie. Exactly. I'm going to take one for the team there. Uh, speaking of taking one for the team, uh, and no, not Ole Miss, North Carolina got its third notice of allegations for the NCAA. Now, this North Carolina case, which has been going on for, uh, you know, over a decade. Uh, I'm sorry, the investigation six years, and the, the, the incidents, alleged incidents, date back like 20 years. North Carolina was given a third notice of allegations from the Committee on Infractions, and North Carolina denied the NCAA's assessment that it provided illegal benefits to student-athletes through a series of sham classes in the African and African-American Studies Department for almost 10 years. And the school has maintained this position for six years during the, the entire investigation. Uh, North Carolina said the public narrative for the last six years, popularized by media accounts, is that the University of Athletics, the Department of Athletics at North Carolina, took fake classes in the department to keep student-athletes eligible. That narrative is wrong and contradicted by the facts of the record because the kids actually got grades in them. So, therefore, if you got a grade in the class, the class has to be valid. Um, yes. So the, Music appreciation. So this is genius, actually, by North Carolina. The NCAA is trying to skewer them, if you will, on academic issues. And North Carolina said, look, you guys regulate football and basketball and, and, and all the other sports and revenue. and You, you have no say-so in the academic integrity, or lack thereof, in our institution. You don't have anything to say. You tell us if they're eligible or not. You don't have the content of our classes. You can't do that, which is actually genius to quote LeVar Ball, hey, NCAA, stay in your lane. And they did. (laughs) And they have. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Jacksonville State's probably going to be getting the death penalty over this. Because they don't have the resource, and I'm throwing Jacksonville State as just an example. Anybody not North Carolina, Kentucky, uh, UCLA. The uh, North Carolina, though, the committee from North Carolina said there's nothing inherently wrong with a student enrolling in a reputedly, quote, easy course, whether the purpose of taking the course is to balance the student's schedule, remain academically eligible to be a full-time student, meet academic scholarship requirements, or simply to boost GPA. Where were these classes when I was in school is what I want to know. Oh, yeah, I took them and got a degree with them. Well, had I known this was available, uh, I would have been more than willing to pay out-of-state tuition for Sean Fox to go to North Carolina. Because I mean, that he went to been, Southeastern. Come on. Yeah, Southeastern and Tech. But I, I would have paid if he would have uh, 
uh, gone to North Carolina because he probably would have had a little bit easier time. Um, but yet, uh, Ole Miss is about. I mean, they're going to the to the wall, and I can kind of understand why now, because if you're seeing North Carolina get away with this kind of stuff, and it just so happens North Carolina won the last national basketball championship. Yes, they have. NCAA. And they bring in a lot of money. Football program, I think, is pretty darn good. They're the ACC. They're getting ACC checks. They're getting yes. ACC checks. Um, but yet, Ole Miss is looking down, which I can almost assure you, they. I'm not saying Ole Miss is, is innocent, but chances are they did no worse than North Carolina or other institutions. Um, listen, it's who you are. It's just... You know, and does it is the NCAA picking on? Let me let me light a match under this fire. Uh, is the NCAA going hard on Ole Miss because their mascot is the Rebels, or because they beat Alabama two years in a or row? They beat Alabama two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. You made them change the mascot. You you're you're about ready to shut down the program, and yet you're going to let North Carolina get away for this. And sorry, you know anybody. This is, I mean, I admire the spunk of North Carolina, but why? They're doubling down. I like selective, it. Selective justice. If there ever was one, this is an example of it. What are you going to do to You're not going to do anything to us because you don't have any jurisdiction. You don't want to, go, you don't want to lose the money that we would generate. No, it's not even that. They just don't, res- they don't respect the NCAA's ability to govern them or to mediate on this particular matter academically. And they probably got some very good lawyers. So what? We we gave kids easy classes. There's nothing in the rules that says that they can't take easy classes. It's done everywhere. Well, and then Rashad McCants, who is, again, that dude's bizarre to begin with if you listen to some of his stuff. Rashad McCants, who's been on every show imaginable until outside the line three years ago. Look, it was simple. When it's time to turn in our papers, uh, we get a call from our tutors. We go back, pack up in one car and ride over to the tutor's house and pick up our papers and go about our business where the class is shams or scams or whatever. A lot of people, including Carolina, like, yeah, they were easy. They were, they were easy. But then again, who, is, you know, and the University of Maryland president said, look, uh, we probably think North Carolina should get the death penalty. This is a former, this is a, a president, a colleague in the same conference, in the same area. Was. Uh, yeah, and, Maryland, and, yeah. they're, and they're going, well, wait a minute. Why should you be, you know, it'd be like Louisiana Tech chiming in on the ULM academic situation. or You just don't do that. And so North Carolina is like, look, you have no right, NCAA, to say anything about our academics, good, bad, or indifferent. That is outside what your capacity is. And, again, the NCAA, folks, it is a voluntary organization that you join. And this is a precedent-setting thing. North Carolina has extended. The, they're running the clock out is what they're doing, and they're doing an excellent job with it. And so we're not going to let you penalize us for stuff that you have no say-so over. Now, North Carolina, you know, they have not come out and said, look, it was a scam, it was a sham. They're acknowledging, hey, there's nothing wrong with kids taking easy classes. And, look, we all have done this. We all took easier classes sometimes. If you have two or three harder classes, you take an easier class to sort of balance that thing out. There's a bunch of things you got to jump through, hoops to jump through to maintain scholarship, eligibility, mm-hmm. progress toward graduation. So I'm not taking that away. But North Carolina say, look, you don't run our academic side of the shop. and Which makes me wonder about the North Carolina academicians when they see the athletic director saying, hey, you know, 
we, we know some of the classes were easy, but there's nothing wrong against that. What do you think the academicians at North Carolina, I mean, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Is their peers are going, yep, well, you guys take easy classes. I don't think I had the problem with the easy classes so much as, like you said, that uh, McCants said that, you know, he had they had papers written for him, which, again, does it happen? Yes, it does, it folks. It happens at every ACC, It SEC happens at school. every school in America. You know, the, the normal student that doesn't do it, he's in the band. He gets his girlfriend to write his geography paper. For, I mean, it's happened since the beginning of school. It will always happen. People notice football and basketball more so. Are there some egregious instances? Absolutely. Are there situations where it's not a big deal? Absolutely. But everybody, again, wants to be emotional and judge based on the most harsh criteria they can find. I'm going to give the colleges a little bit of a break here because really, I mean, if you look at the academic situation across the country, our education in general, it starts way before the collegiate level. Um, that's why charter school, things like this are starting out is because people, you know, people that are serious about education want their kids to have the best opportunity possible. And quite frankly, we know, and you know better than anybody, most of the, a lot of the kids that, that, that sign national letters of intent are probably not academically, uh, strong enough to be what would be considered college material. But then again, you probably say that about me and Sean and everything. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of things. So are there double standards that are being applied? Sure. But I kind of think this, I'm like you, Terry, I think this is a true test case. And you've got a strong institution like North Carolina, apparently with deep pockets, that they're going, okay, you want to play it this way? Go ahead. We'll, we'll, out, we'll outlast you. And besides, you got no purveyance over what we're doing. Here was the last North Carolina excerpt of the letter. They have a former uh, academic advisor, mm-hmm. a lady named Jan, Jan Boxel. Uh, she said she provided extra benefits to the student-athletes multiple times in the school's failure to monitor or control her activities. But the North Carolina, this is what they come back with. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to acknowledge that we failed to monitor or control the activities. But what we're going to tell you is the violations happened before the four-year statute of limitations. Wow. So they're playing that, yeah, we might have done it. We're not going to tell you we did. But, hey, the lim- statute of limitations ran out. So you hear that for the buzzer running out, shot clock violation, ball goes back to North Carolina. Hey, when do we play? No wonder they win so many international Yeah, good stuff here, man. Uh, interesting stuff today. I appreciate all the text out there. Uh, tomorrow we will get back together. It's the last time I'm going to be on for, uh, what, a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. And so you guys get to get a break out of me. And get Mark and uh, Jamie. I'm, you know, I'm suggesting you read the baseball box scores. Those are always enlightening. <laughs> But thanks to our sponsors. We'll be today. baseball heavy. Yeah, G, uh, GB Cooley, PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by Desire, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Our friends at Spa Novell in Monroe. Go check them out for anything that you need gift-wise. Uh, they're absolute gold. Are you going to hit Spa Novell before? Uh, Do I look like I need play? a tan? Don't answer that Well, you told me. You, this. What is this thing you're doing called? Uh, Pio. Pio. I didn't do it this morning. i, I got to do it this afternoon. It's uh, nothing uh, that will humiliate you. And, Some kind of gyrations. He puts his body, contortions. He puts his like body through yoga the yoga and yeah, my daughter and my wife anyway. got me doing it. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's very humbling. And that, that should that be an NCA violation. It, 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 it is a violation that. of the law of physics and, yeah. and the laws of humanity. At any rate, uh, also Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law and our title sponsor, Dr. Deborah Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care, folks, you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go by and see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, 
Uh, we're going to do a remote out there here when I get back from a doggy daycare world. Absolutely. And I uh, have you interview. Uh, maybe I can arrange a goat or so to be out there. We'll check on that. Although the prices, maybe let's, they'll let's move past. Maybe that. they'll drop under three hundred dollars. We'll see. Anyway, for John Tabor, for Jamie Fox, I'm Terry Walter. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox and the Sports Company at three o'clock. Aloha, folks. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. 